Hi, I'm Charity. I'm Stacy. I'm Lee. And I'm Amelia. And this evening, we have our dear friend, Betsy Horn. And this one I'm excited about. This one is um, not easy for her. Um, I know that. But yet, it's going to be so good for us here at the table and um, and for you, listener, um, to just hear her journey in faith and with Jesus and how Jesus has helped navigate her life. Um, so, anyway, Betsy is a mom. She would want you to know that, first and foremost. She is a friend. She is a sister. She is a hard worker. There is... <laughs> Um, we are on praise team together and work in ministry very, very close, closely. And I don't know of a, of a, you know, harder worker in that, in the ministry like that. So she's a defender of injustice. She may or may not have taken out a small child <laughs> when she was younger <laughs> because you were defending your friend, I right? I sure was. I you sure just was. bloodied his nose. Like, bully. That's watch right. you. You watch out. <laughs> She'll take care of bullies for you. <laughs> she is an Enneagram 9, and um, we love those peacemakers, don't we? <laughs> she is a singer, loves her children dearly, probably the most in this world, right, your children? I'm pretty and, sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. I'm pretty sure that. And she's a Jesus follower. So welcome, Betsy Horn. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here with you guys. Um, well... I didn't make you. Please don't say that Charity made me. No. Everyone does. <laughs> That's right. No. No. I had, I had a choice. You did. A little one, but it's a choice. <laughs> oh, no, it was good. This she at least gone. gave you a little choice. <laughs> That's right. This Just is going to be so good. Yeah. And I know you're going to help so many men and women. Um in similar situations that you've been and are currently in, in mm-hmm. navigating um, this freedom that you have in Christ and, and um, learning to love that, not right. only the idea of it, but learning to be aware of that right. and, and claiming that victory that you have. And it is not easy, y'all, when this life throws you things that, you know, you weren't expecting or it went in a very different way. Um, it's, it's hard. You know, it's hard even following Christ. Um, he never said it was going to be easy. So first question out of the gate. What is your favorite scripture and why? Okay. Um, I probably have two. Can I share? Yes, two? absolutely. Okay. Um, one of them is Psalm 51.10. Create in me a clean heart, O God. Mm. Renew a loyal spirit within me. Do not banish me from your presence and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Mm. And of course, I love scripture that always takes you to a song because then I hear it in my head. And to me, that stays because I love music. So I loved that scripture. But um, everything flows from the heart. Mm -hmm. And if it's not clean, it's seen. Mm. And so... If it, it, wait a minute, if I it's not clean, it's yeah. seen. Yeah, mm. and wow. I want that to be part of who I am, is, mm. is to have a heart that people see and that is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but most of all, I want it to be good because of Jesus. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. um, in Galatians 6, 9, uh, so let's not get tired of doing what is good. At just the right time, we will reap a harvest of blessing if we don't give up. Mm. Ah, that's good. Um, my grandmother, she was the goodest of good. (laughs) Um, she did things for people that you never knew about. And, um, at our funeral, people would come up and say, you know, your grandma made me a hat when I was, had cancer and I was in the hospital. And I was like, no, you know, she just did those things. And the blessings from her life were so huge and her family, you know, um, reaped from that, and it was. I always wanted to be like her, so oh. that's one of my and that's favorite. Sweet to have a, a grandparent, you know, grandparents can be very, very, very special. Yes, right? Yeah, I know Amelia had some mm-hmm. grand grandma, right? Yeah, 
Mm, very special. I had good. Very gran- I had very good grandparents. I thought everyone did until I got in about high school and realized <laughs> they don't. They don't, and I <laughs> yeah. felt really bad yeah. for that because it's it is an important part of for me. It was an important part of my growing up because we lived there from the time I was in seventh grade until I graduated, and not lived in their house, but lived close. Mm-hmm. And could just walk across the field, and it was such a blessing. So yeah, I, I, two great grandparents, gra- grandmas. Um, I was probably closer to my dad's mom, and when she died, I had to fly home from college, and that one hit me, hit hit hard. Um, and I just remember when I came back to school, and I had my own room, I had a private dorm room. And um, and I was sitting there, Extra. getting <laughs> read all about it. Uh, <laughs> so I was sitting there getting ready, you know, at my desk one night, and I'd been probably back about a month, about a week. And have you ever been alone in a room and you feel like someone is there with you? And I promise you, I felt that she was there in the room watching me and very proud. Of me, and I felt her presence around me for a long time. Did that ever happen? It it happened um, after she passed, mm-hmm. and just the devastation of that. Um, she, uh, I was the one that told my grandpa, and it was oh. just, it was just awful, you know. Mm-hmm. And I was lonely for her so bad, and I was, mm-hmm. I had a dream one night, and I had been thinking of her, of course, all day long, and I had a dream that night. And in the dream, I'm standing in a circle. I don't really know anything about why I was a circle. Um, but it was like her spirit came out of nowhere and came up to me and mm-hmm. said, it's going to be okay. Oh, oh. yeah. And yeah, it, that. And it was gone. And I was like, whoo-wee. Mm-hmm. And it, it was great because I'm kind of one of those people who likes reassurance. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she probably knew that. Well, and God knew that. Yeah. Yes. Right? And I I... I've talked about it on here. I believe there's a difference in a dream and a vision. Mm. And so, although you were asleep, that was yeah. very real. It was right? very real. Very real. And you still remember it. Yeah. And that was but I woke up from it. Right. I'm just thinking, okay, where is she? Yeah. Right. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you. So, how did you come to know Jesus? Um, so tell us a little bit about your background. Okay. I grew up in the church. Um, so, it was always a part of what we did. My great-grandparents... Um, started at the church where we a small church where we grew up um younger and it had probably 40 or 50 people mostly Mm -hmm. family and um so they started that and I just I grew up in that Mm -hmm. um but probably my faith grew the most Mm -hmm. I was baptized when I was in seventh grade I got uh, baptized at Camp Wildwood so you were about I was probably 13 and, um, of course, at that time, I kind of, uh, I remember thinking, oh, man, I don't want to go to hell. Yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was whatever we were talking about. It was like, okay, I don't want, I don't want that. I want to follow Jesus. I want to make sure that I get my life right. Um, different than what I feel like today of the freedom of, I want that freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, so... I never, there wasn't ever a time that I didn't believe mm-hmm. that, um, that I remember, you know. Yeah. And I went back to school. I was all fired up after after Camp Wildwood and I was baptized and I went back to school and I was trying to ha- have a Bible study and I had the meanest notes put in my locker. <laughs> you know, just, <laughs> you know, when the devil attacks you, when all that's yeah. going on. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but I, I never strayed from that really. I was. Uh, it just always was a part of me. How, but was, it, how was God depicted to you? Like whether from your church family, how did, how was God, the idea of God delivered to you as a child? Well, love, but also fear probably, but I don't remember the fear from that happening at home. It probably was more, it was more from the church. The influence of that. And, and it wasn't, you know, is more God, not Jesus. Right. Um, we've probably talked about that some. Um, and it wasn't really freedom in Christ like we've like we're talking about now. So it but it was Jesus could be your friend. Right. 
I remember being told Jesus is not your friend. <laughs> like Jesus cannot be your friend. I was literally told that. Wow. And then as I got older, I'm like, Okay, there's scripture. I think there's scripture on that. There's scripture and a hymn. And a hymn. I mean, come on, there's a hymn. Like we sing, what a friend we have in Jesus. That's yeah. contradictory, yeah. right? So we're singing it, you know. Uh -huh. So, yeah. yeah, but that you, you, he could not be personal like that. Yeah. Well, I went to a church at one point when I was older. Um, that one of the men said you couldn't read just a little talk with Jesus because you don't talk to Jesus. And I remember thinking, what? what? <laughs> <laughs> I, oh yeah that surprised me mm -hmm. um it's probably that same the spirit does not indwell in you mm -hmm. oh yeah the spirit cannot indwell in a yeah. human body you know it's that false teaching at that so. same church there was you have to have your bible almost to have the spirit <laughs> so it was like okay do you have to carry it all the time or mm -hmm. yeah so um when was I, that the one we went to <laughs> no that was younger when when you and i went to the uh, same that was the one we went yeah. to. No. No. This was when I was a little bit older. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because Betsy and I, it's amazing how God works. <laughs> it is amazing. Um, so we go to the same church family now. Uh, but growing up for many, many years until dad pulled us from mm -hmm. this um, church um, because of its legalism. It was, I mean, I've talked about it, but it was, I saw people disfellowshipped weekly. And my dad was like, he was trying to help stop it. And it was just, it was terrible. Mm -hmm. um, but we went to the same church. Mm -hmm. So some of the same influences mm -hmm. very early on. Okay. Um, I remember Bev mm -hmm. more, you know, because, I mean, I don't know if it's because you were just quieter. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. And she's not. <laughs> and she's not. Right. Yeah, so you could, not I still quiet. remember her coming in for your, her blonde hair, you know, yeah. just that, you know. Joyful, but I was young. I was very, very young. Yeah. But anyway, but it's interesting how God brings back people, and now we work so closely in ministry together. It's crazy. It's just a blessing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the um, so you came to know Jesus. You've always known Him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I probably grew the most when I left home, and yeah, I was in Razorbacks for Christ. I had the best okay. roommate you could imagine. Um, met her when I moved here, went, went to church, um, here and met her at church and she was the best roommate. We would lay in bed across the hall from each other, talk about scripture. And yeah. then pretty soon we were in the same room and then pretty soon we're laying on the bed, just talking about life and scripture yeah. and Jesus. And she yeah. was, she was such a great influence. Mm -hmm. Her dad was a, a great man. He, um, he helped at Green Valley Bible camp okay. and he was a director for a while, um, that's in and, Rogers, mm -hmm. Arkansas. Mm -hmm. And uh, she was a great influence. Yeah. And just being around um, that age group mm -hmm. at Razorbacks for Christ was good for me to make friends. It's early 20s, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. it was. And um, that was that was a great time. So that a lot is of growth. a um, on-campus ministry at the U University of Arkansas in Fayetteville. So it's a, it's a, it's a large I know it was at that time. It's, it went, it's a yeah, large campus. It was large when we were there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But that's been a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> so would you say she helped your faith grow? Oh, yeah. And helped you find your faith mm -hmm. and just that support, yeah. right? Yeah. And how important that is. Um, what has kept you from growing in your faith? <clears throat> you know, in faith, I want to, you know, let's let's talk about that. Faith is trusting in God. Mm regardless of your life situation. So there can be th hard things that happen in life or good things that happen in life. You know, this is something we don't talk about. Life can be rocking mm -hmm. and rolling. Mm -hmm. You know, you could be getting everything you want. You know, you could be rolling in the dough, having the cars, having the house. I mean, you could have everything you want and your trust becomes yours. Mm -hmm. You know, you trust in yourself and your own abilities. It's, you know, things can be going yep. good, not bad. Um, so I want to throw that out there too as a you know option. But what has kept you from growing in your faith or kept you stagnant? Mm -hmm. I had a very difficult marriage. Mm -hmm. um, I was married for twenty five years, and it was probably difficult for twenty four and a half. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. 
And that doesn't mean it all was, okay? Right. But it um but it was difficult. Consistently it was difficult. Um probably from early on. Mm-hmm. Um and I am a nine. Can you talk about I'm a that? peacemaker. I can. Yeah. I'm a peacemaker, so um I think I had expectations like we all do when we get married. Um I'm a touchy feely kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um she like is. I said, you could be sitting beside her like we're on and she'll just want to like hold your hand. And, that's sweet. and so my, my grandma helped that a great deal. And she um, fed that mm. because I could pass her in the hallway 10 times a day and she'd hug you 10 times a day. Well, that filled my love bank, you know, mm-hmm. it, um, that helped a lot. And so I kind of grew up thinking that that's what it was going to be like. Mm-hmm. And... I'd been married a few months and I passed in the hall and I hugged him and, and he said, you know, we don't have to hug every time we pass in the hall. Mm. And that may not be a big deal to some people, but to someone who needs that, mm-hmm. it was huge. And so, of course, I went to my room and cried because I'm a crier. But uh, <laughs> can, I, can I ask you about when you were a baby? Like, how were you born? Like, what was your birth like? Yeah, yeah. I was born at 26 weeks um, I weighed two pounds and seven ounces, I think, got down to two four. And um but they they said that I wouldn't make it and the doctor told my grandma to go home. And um so she did go home and there was one nurse there that uh said, Can we try the incubator? They had just gotten back that weekend from a nursing conference in Little Rock. And this was a small hospital in Harrison, Arkansas, you know, 55 years ago. And so, um, can we try the incubator? And the doctor was like, if you want to. So you were like the first baby in the incubator at Harrison here. Oh, yeah. So they tried it and it worked, you know. And so I was in there for... Yeah, there you go. Obviously, it works. Yeah. Not, not, not success. <laughs> not small anymore. So... Yeah. Um, so uh, I was in there for 75 days. Wow. Um, yeah. Wow. That's a and long time. I just oh, like 26 time. weeks. Yeah. I mm-hmm. mean, gestation is 38, 40, 40. 40. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. My children were born at like 38, <laughs> yeah. All my kids 40. were born early. Yeah. 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 So that's so, pretty, I mean, that's, that's really early. You had really early. And yeah. so I got poked and prodded all the time. And yeah. so my mom says, first two years of your life, you didn't want anybody touching you. And she said, they used a harness. I didn't even know they made harnesses that year, that long ago. But she said, I could, you wouldn't hold my hand. You wouldn't, you did not want to be touched, you know. And she said, at about two years old, you flipped a switch, and then that's all you wanted to do was touch somebody, make sure they were there. And and make sure, okay, that's interesting because everyone was unsafe. Anyone who touched you was, you, there was pain right. when they touched you. So yeah. it's like this trust yeah. switched, yeah. and it was like, Okay, they're not hurting me. Yeah. You know. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so fast forward, you know. You I'm sorry, you that's put... <laughs> so I just want a whole baby bed. <laughs> I don't even really like babies. <laughs> Well, baby Betsy. My aunt, to, my aunt told me one time, she said, you weren't very cute. You kind of look like a baby bird. And I was like, thank you. <laughs> and I'm well, sure, I'm sure I wasn't. <laughs> and you know, and that may be why, like in the ICUs, the baby ICUs, they, they have volunteers that hold babies mm-hmm. to love on them yeah. because they are always poked and prodded, yeah. but they need that reassurance. Any That's more, a great Any more of what they do is because my niece was one pound, yeah. 10 ounces. And what they do is they take them and um, every day put them on the chest so that the babies can hear the heartbeat. So Larry and Lisa would take turns holding her on her chest Mm -hmm. so that the baby could feel the warmth Mm -hmm. and then hear the heartbeat. That's so great. And think of the the things they've learned in that amount of time. Mm -hmm. You know, what what a wonderful thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But yeah. So, you know, you fast forward and. That definitely was a thing um, mm-hmm. that was hard for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but it just all was difficult. Um, yeah. So going back, he, you know, said, you know, when, you know, we don't have to hug every time we get yeah. boss in the hallway. And it's like, that was the first mm. 
mm-hmm. hit. Like, right. right? And I'm going to call it a hit. Yeah, because, it was. Because, yeah. you know, <laughs> people may not hit you physically, but what they say to you mm-hmm. can wound, you know, even deeper. So that was the first hit. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And there was several of those things. Um, just uh, a lot of selfishness, mm-hmm. a lot of anger. Um, and I can be controlled pretty easily with that mm-hmm. because I, my personality is so different from yours. Mm-hmm. My personality is different from my sister's. Right. And sometimes my sister would say, why don't you, it's just words. Why don't you just stand up? Yeah. And when she finally had a relationship with someone like that, she's like, I am mm-hmm. so sorry yeah. that I ever said that, you know, because I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And so I could be, you know, you could say mean words to me and, and withhold from me. Mm-hmm. And I just turned into a puddle, you know, yeah. and I was pretty easy to control that way. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're already controlling it was pretty easy for me to just kind of step back. So well, whoever came up with the sticks and stones may break my bones, yeah, but words will never hurt. Yeah. That is such a lie. They're incorrect. Yeah, they were. <laughs> it is yeah. such a lie. Because well, it, it never hurts. happened to them. And yeah. you know, I think I'd rather here, be hit. I'm mm-hmm. you're yeah. thinking your birth. Mm-hmm. What, what would you have to do when someone would hurt you, you know, for the first two years of your life? You'd have to cry. Just sit there and cry. So it's almost like this early coping mechanism mm-hmm. that you learned that you're now still. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, that just hit me. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if that has anything to do with it. You had to surrender. You couldn't fight. Yeah. What were you going to do? Cry? Yeah. I mean, it just kept, you know, you were ignored. Yeah. You know, like well, and I so I don't know. I won't say I didn't fight. I didn't yeah. always handle it right. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, mm-hmm. and there's, there's plenty that I right. wish that I had done differently. And that, that's probably one one of them. I'm sorry. Sugar Bear's up here. We're taking just a little break here. Sugar Bear is up here on Amelia. Yes, I'm talking about you. Hey, Lee, Sugar you Bear. see her? And she is licking. So if y'all just heard licking, it is Sugar Bear licking <laughs> Stacy's hand. And I'm like, I'm sitting here. We're on serious conversation with Betsy. And I'm looking over and I'm like, why do I hear? <laughs> oh, it's Sugar Bear. Do you want to join the podcast, sweetheart? Uh-huh. She said yes. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> Commercial break here. I know y'all are driving, cleaning, whatever you're doing, but we're going to take a picture. Okay. <laughs> Sweetheart. Okay. So, yeah. Um, the hurting. Mm-hmm. Just there was... Um, and Your there personality good, is very different, right? Very, very different. Um, and the way everyone handles things Mm -hmm. and this is another thing um like my mom and dad's marriage man there are some things that just aggravated me to death that my mom would do and i was like stop like let him get he is a grown man you know and um but that was their relationship and it looked very different than seth and i yeah you know um and so just letting people handle you know deal with their own relationships and their own time um, and everything. And because we're you know, made up of different personalities. So, well, mine looked very different than, mm-hmm. than my family too. Yeah. So and talk about that. Like what was the dynamic of you um, and your ex? There, well, let's see. We did not communicate well. Okay. And, and that is not just his fault. That's my fault. Also, that's both of our fault for that. Um, because when we did communicate, it wasn't well. Yeah. Um, so you can't have a relationship that you can't communicate. Mm-hmm. Um, so would you shut down? Yes. Like would he come mm-hmm. at you and then you'd shut down? I've shut down. There was times that I, hurt. Yeah, there were times I would be in the room in the bedroom and he'd come pointing his finger at me. Yep. Oh. And I, you know, yelling at me, and I would just be like. Okay, I'm just gonna I'm just retreat. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they can't fight with you if you don't fight back, right? Yeah, yeah. I did. I, I fought some. That's why I was gonna say you, I mean, you punched some. a kid defending your friend. <laughs> getting my yeah. bloody nose. Well, I did punch a little kid in second grade for yeah. hurting my friend. But <laughs> I got in trouble too. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, I didn't stand up. Mm. Um. 
I didn't have boundaries. Mm-hmm. I didn't know you could have boundaries, mm-hmm. really. Mm-hmm. We weren't. We didn't talk about boundaries. Mm-hmm. I thought boundaries were kind of rude. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, I can't be rude. I'm raised in the South. You have to have manners. And you have to be nice. <laughs> and be quietly and smile yeah. and be pretty. Yeah. Bless your and heart. Just say yes and yeah. bless your heart to everything. And you yeah. can't say no to your husband. Yeah. So, Because if you said no to your husband, then what kind of wife are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it just... Mm-hmm. Um, I, yeah, no, that, that's a real thing. It is. That is what I was literally taught. My mother said, do not deny sex. If you deny sex, he will go out outside of the house. Do not. I mean, she said that because she had was told that. And I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> I was told it was biblical. Yes. It, it is biblical. biblical. That I had You to cannot withhold. Sex. Yeah, I cannot withhold sex mm-hmm. at all at any but, reason. Well, I was born in the right generation then. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were. Lee, were you born in the right generation? Yeah. yeah well, that's yeah. because yeah. We, we called <laughs> yeah. on that. Yeah. Our, our <laughs> we were like, <laughs> no. What, what did you call, Stacy? What did you call? <laughs> Starts with a B, ends yeah. with an S. Uh, ends with a T. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, our generation stopped it. Because we knew for our daughters that that was not going to work, you know. Um, But no, that was that's a real thing. And my mother was just doing what she had been told. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was like, yeah, I don't think that's going to work. But how do you have a relationship? That's not a relationship. It's a it's a dictatorship. And exactly, not a relationship. It's not a relationship. And it is not the relationship. Christ never Mm. makes his bride do anything Mm -hmm. because love. It should be a willing offer, right? Yeah. We, we, we love Christ. We want to please Christ. We want to, you know, whatever. I mean, it's the same thing with him, you know? And so there's no, there's no demanding or pointing a finger mm-hmm. and making you right. So, mm-hmm. And I imagine, you know, him pointing the finger because this is the way it always was for me. This is the reason why it was always a losing battle. Is because whenever somebody is pointing a finger, they never look internally or right. even listen to what you have to say about the situation because they're constantly pointing a finger, putting you on the defense. Yeah. Because that's where they want to keep you is well, on the defense. And I was told you're you're sensitive mm-hmm. mm. and oh, you're yeah. and you're mm. defensive. Yeah. Well, I was defensive, mm-hmm. right? right. I was so. for protection. Yes. Right. But had I. You know, had I known how to communicate better, maybe, right. or set those boundaries and say, mm-hmm. I'm not going to do this mm-hmm. instead of argue back mm-hmm. or just stand up. I did not stand up and say, I will not put up with this until I finally did. Mm-hmm. But had I done that earlier, you know. Can you talk about a couple of instances explaining like what what would happen? I mean, because it was abusive, Right. So how, like, what are some instances that you can think of? Like one, I mean, you talked about him, you know, coming in the room and pointing, the no hugging. Yeah. Was it something maybe with the kids? Can you show that? Um, well, there was a time, um, there was three different times in our marriage that I went to my folks' house. I was raised in a home that was not, selfish was not even a thing that I even understood because my family was not. And they did for you and loved you and cared about you. So when I went into that, I thought, what the heck is going on? Right. <laughs> you know, so I don't understand it. Um, but when you're selfish to my kids, yeah, um, it's a whole different ball game. Mm-hmm. It's that second grade I want to bloody your nose kind of thing and and but I couldn't you know (laughs) so um there was always changes with the mother and the wife when the children are involved yeah yeah it uh there were so many times we would go to a gas station and he would come out and get in the car and he had a coke and a candy bar for himself and nothing for anybody else Mm-hmm. And I sat there, and why didn't I say, what are you doing? What are you thinking? I would just be in shock, and I 
it happened a lot, so I shouldn't have been in shock past that second time, you know. Um, so that resentment already was kind of starting to, to build. And um, so there was a time that I um, went to my folks, and the, the kids were in, the, in their early teens, really early teens, um, because of anger issues. There was a, a blow up and um, very much anger. And I was frightened. Um, who, who had the blow up? He did. Okay. Yeah. He, you remember what it was over? Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, he wasn't working at the time. Okay. Not, not much. Right. Um, he started working from home and then just worked a little bit. And I was working three jobs and okay. working from home. So... So he wasn't providing. No, he was not. Not a not yeah, not no. a stellar provider. No, 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 not at all. Yeah. And so I had um, I had left sunflower seeds by my uh, desk on the floor in a package, you know. And I'm sure he's mad about something else, but mm-hmm. he was screaming at me about the sunflower seeds on the floor, and I was like, "What?" And I mean, he yelling to the point where his face got. St- beat red and it was just a lot of anger I thought what is going on Mm -hmm. (laughs) and so I just decided I'm not gonna be afraid yeah and so I went I packed a bag and took the kids and went to my folks and said I'm I can't do this I'm afraid yeah I hid in the closet (laughs) because I was like I just I just need to I just need to hide for a while yeah (laughs) Lee yeah and I can't imagine how that was for you to have that courage to get out and go. Because I like to say when someone's yelling at you, they're like saying only my words matter. Mm-hmm. Like it's almost like um, trying to like dominate you in a way. Mm-hmm. And so that took a lot of courage for you to like step out and do that for your kids. Yeah. when that was really hard to do. It, it was hard to do. Yeah. But that wasn't the last time. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, um, so we go to my folks and, Mm -hmm. and, um, he says, I'm coming to get the kids. And I said, no, you're not. And, uh, yeah, I'm coming. I, I got a job today. I want to tell him. I said, you need to stay away. And he was told by an elder to not come Yeah. and by a preacher to not come. Mm -hmm. Just let things, you know, relax a little bit. Mm -hmm. And there's no telling you no. Um, so forced his way up there. Mm-hmm. I had to call the police and, you know, I had to meet him at the door and say, you're going to have to stop. <laughs> yeah, your whole family was there ready to defend My whole you family was there. And my, the kids. Yeah. Yeah. And so it was difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it was a couple of weeks there. And I promise if you don't come home, I'm going to come get the kids because they don't need to be for me. You're not coming to get the kids. And of course, that's all you had. If you threatened basically to take the kids from me, was my trigger. And I was go, okay, right. I'll come home. Right. So, how right. old were the kids at this time? Um, 12, 13, and 10, or else 12 and 9. So, who's older? Samuel. Samuel right. is 25. Mm-hmm. Savannah is 21. Now, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I went home and it was good for a little while. Mm-hmm. Uh, good for a little while. And and we worked at it harder. You know, mm-hmm. we did. But you just get in those patterns again. Yeah. And and I went into my pattern of not standing up and having a boundary. And so when you don't have a boundary, people run over you. And did y'all go to counseling? We did. Marriage counseling? Go to counseling. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Why did we, you go to marriage counseling? Like your your marriage was... Not good, right? I had to figure out how to survive. Mm-hmm. Um, so I went by myself for a while. Okay. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and after that episode um, and, and going to counseling, I finally decided I have to, I have to have help. I went into the church building one Wednesday night. Yeah. I had decided um, because it had gotten bad again. I had decided I'm going to the elders. Mm-hmm. And it was all I could do. I had yeah. 
some notes written down just because I knew it was going to be hard. Um, but I walked in the church, but I couldn't hardly breathe. And I walked in and this, I'll never forget it. Um, her name is Sandy Lair and she wouldn't mind if I said her name. You I did. walked in and I was walking into the bathroom. I could, I, I'm sure my face looked bad. And she said, what's wrong? I said, I cannot breathe. And she grabbed me and took me into the nursery and we laid in the floor. She said, close your eyes. And I was like, okay. (laughs) She said, I think you're having a panic attack. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay. So she talked me down. And I was like, whoo, thank you. An angel. Yeah. She was an angel. She was. Yeah. And she was one of those people when someone went forward. Yeah. She was the first one up there with them to sit. And I thought, oh, I love that. Out of all the people in the church, you know. For her to be the one that I was meeting. Yes. So that was a, a blessing. So I went to the elders and I just said, you know. Here's what it's like. Yeah. And one of them cried. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and one of them said, of all the things you've told us, that getting Coke and candy bar, that does me in because I would do anything for my kids. They come first. And the not working hard, mm-hmm. the whole shebang. Um, and they were like, they were kind of shocked yeah. because we were real good at... Of being the perfect and and being the perfect family, huh. and because you're he was involved in the church. It's not like he wasn't a Christian. No, he wasn't a non-Christian. He was involved. Mm-hmm. You know, right, right, and and everything looked good. Everything right? looked good, mm-hmm. and that'll be something I say in a moment that that'll yeah. come back because um, looking good was important, right? And I don't mean like. Handsome, good, I mean, looking right, you know. Mm-hmm. And so um, the elders just said, okay, here's what we need to do. We were losing our house mm-hmm. um, because things hadn't been paid for. Mm-hmm. Um, so we were not going to have somewhere to live. Mm-hmm. So um, after talking to them, and I talked to them a couple of times mm-hmm. um, on my own, then they talked to him alone and um they said okay i think you need to you and your kids need to go stay with your family Mm -hmm. and you need to feel safe Mm -hmm. you need to not worry about whether the lights are going to get turned off (laughs) you know or whether you have electricity and you need to go um, and live on your own and figure out how to do that and then take care of your family Mm -hmm. so that will you know so we can maybe save this right and um so that's what we did my dad jumped in there um he bought a camper for my son to live in home and um, so he could have, have his own space mm-hmm. and we lived in their house and pretty soon he was happy living on his own and and it just it didn't work like we thought it might right um, and I had, I called one of the elders one night and I, and cause I, of course, I never wanted to be divorced, mm-hmm. but I wanted to be happy. Yeah. I wanted yeah. to be loved. Yeah. I wanted to be cared about. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there were times that that happened. Yeah. Or else I don't, you know, or else it would have ended sooner. Right. I think. Right. <laughs> um, but I called an elder one night mm-hmm. because it's so hard. You've got people telling you divorce is so wrong. It's almost oh, yeah. treated in the church like it's worse than murder. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you've got, I had two very dear friends mm-hmm. that I clung to. And I don't know if I'd have made it without them mm-hmm. because they were two very godly women. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of them was there the whole time. She knew me the whole time. And she was one of the only pers- only people outside of my family that knew what it was like. Okay. Yeah. Um, and that, that, that is what an amazing friend. Mm-hmm. And, um, and the attributes that she has because so many, so many things that are abusive are kept in the family. 
Mm-hmm. It does not go outside the family, mm-hmm. right? It's not talked about outside the family. It stays in the family. This is the family business. It's just like an unspoken. It doesn't go outside the family because we don't want anyone to think we're tarnished. Okay. And um, and so the fact that you had a dear friend that knew everything outside the family, um, everyone needs that person. Yeah, We need those people around us that can be outside the family, right? Because sometimes your family can't handle all that. No. Because they, they want to... Yeah, they know. can't they it's like they can't see it clearly right. in order to help yeah. they want to fix it they want to fix they it have to work through their own trauma yeah. of it yeah. yeah yeah right right and so having that friend that's on the outside looking in and going okay here's really what's going on so i'm going to help you navigate that yeah. and be your eyes you know in your ears so i had one more friend that um her husband was a counselor and when i finally told her what it was like she was you know kind of in shock because her marriage was really it was a good marriage healthy yeah. i'll say healthy yeah not just okay. good but it's very healthy mm-hmm. um and the thing that she told me that she had to tell me a lot is your feelings are valid oh and lee you probably tell people that and people i do people need to hear that yeah because you're already thinking you already are covered with guilt Mm. you know and hurt and all all the other things the bitterness or anger whatever it is right and you needed someone you need someone to just say your feelings are valid right i don't understand them because i'm not in the situation but they are they are yours right and and you're heard yeah in it yeah 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 did you be like validated like yeah like your feelings are valid and that make like a huge impact on person on a person more than anything else you could probably say Mm -hmm. because they're probably running through everything in their head questioning like all their feelings and everything around it and you just like validating how they're feeling helps them feel not alone and what Mm. they're going through yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) and that made me feel not alone right Mm -hmm. so was there was there any relationship that maybe you had to put distance between because they were not supportive of yeah. what was happening. Mm, because I know that that or, did happen with me. Or sever. Yeah, you maybe may have had to sever it. Was there anybody who was not supportive that you had to just go, mm. You know, not, not necessarily. Um, I had a lady at church send me a note saying are you sure you can't just make this work Um, i really think uh you i really think you can you've been married a long time i really think you should do that and she said the counselor's holding her (laughs) head and the counselor (laughs) holding her face yes and of course she didn't know anything it doesn't matter it doesn't your words are so important Mm -hmm. and the ironic thing is i had had cataract surgery um probably two months before she said this to me And she said, which was so, it was like just a little funny thing. She said, someday you may need someone to put drops in your eyes. <laughs> because oh. that's the only reason why I said we're <laughs> so in a marriage. In a mentally abusive yes. situation. So, and I thought need I somebody could... to do that for us. So I think you know, I will you know, figure it out. Yes. So I you thought, know what well, that tells me about her marriage? <laughs> oh, it was a great one. <laughs> it was stellar in passion. <laughs> and I was like, mm. I'm not even sure he would put drops in my eyes. I, no. you know, <laughs> I'm not like, <laughs> put you out with the on fire. <laughs> Lee, do you have any comments on that? Like what not to say? Yeah. Yeah. I always say never say at least. Like never start mm. a sentence with that. Because I like to call it, like, I've talked about this before, but Brene Brown talks about, like, sympathy versus empathy. Mm-hmm. And empathy is sitting with someone in their feelings and feeling their feelings with them as mm-hmm. if it were them experiencing uh-huh. it. Mm-hmm. It's not judging it. It's not saying at least and or anything like that. And then, like, sympathy is being like, they're there. You want a sandwich? Like, <laughs> at least. I'll toss you a bone. You're good <laughs> over there. It, like, at least. um this did not at least you have kids at least you have a marriage at least mm, that's like, so goodly things yeah. like don't ever start a sentence with at least ever. yeah that is which good. means you've like, set which means you've settled already yes, <laughs> yes. yes. 
can't you just settle for this? That's that's yeah. Like when when Seth when Seth passed, how many times I heard, at least you had him for another nine and a half years. Yeah, wow. at least, and wow. I'm like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm like, how cold is that? You know, well, I would have liked him a lot longer, you know? I mean, I... At least you got to watch him suffer. At least I got to watch him years. suffer and, you know, Mama, die a slow man. death. In fact, I believe I answered that person back with, oh, yeah, I watched him die a slow death for nine and a half years. That was great. <laughs> I recommend it. Ten out of ten. Recommend like that. Think twice about saying that again to someone. Anyways, but yeah, bless I mean, your heart. Goodness, I mean, bet that you you heard some of the things that yeah. I'd say. Oh. I'd share some of the things that were said. So, all good intentions, yeah. right? But it's oh, what yeah. Lee. But it's what Lee said. It's sympathy. Yeah, I'm gonna keep you at an arm's length. I'm gonna throw yeah. you something that I think is gonna help. But empathy is literally those friends that got in the trenches with you exactly. and just let you process. Yeah. Didn't try to fix it. And that is invaluable. <laughs> there's no yes. there's no price you can put on it. Mm -hmm. There's no word that is enough to say mm -hmm. how important that is. Mm -hmm. Um so just uh, just get in get get in the hard places. Mm -hmm. Um there was something that happened. I'm gonna go ahead and segue into this. There was something that happened this past week. Mm -hmm. Um with your ex mm -hmm. now, right? And, oh man, I mean, Betsy and I talk. I mean, there have been nights, I'm not even going to talk about me being on Ambien and um, and me on the phone with her until... Hello, like, are you there? Hello. Oh, she's Honk. dropped off. Or we're staying in the same room during a recording and she's like, Charity, put up your phone now. No, I'm fine. And then it's like, boom, boom, boom. You know, I've gone to sleep. But there, seriously, there are many, many times just out of the blue. I love our friendship that you can just text me something hard. Just haven't talked to you really, really in several weeks. And then all of a sudden I'm here. He's here. I'm in expressing your feelings. Yeah. You know, I am, I am angry. I don't know, you know, what's going on. And then me just taking a moment. Realizing what you need, you as an individual, you as Betsy, not Stacy, not Amelia, not Lee, but what do you need to hear? And one of the things, you remember what I said? You, talk you about said, that? beyond anything, you protect your heart. Mm -hmm. You protect your soul. You do what is needed to protect your heart in the situation if that means fleeing and you don't go back. And why, why, why are you going back why, to that yeah. pain? Yeah. And so, yeah, I listened to that. Mm -hmm. I didn't really want to hear it. Mm -hmm. You didn't and respond for a while I, I on had, that one. I had to think about I, it. I, I know. I knew. I was like, she's so thinking yeah. about this right now. Yeah, yeah because I good. thought, man, yeah. she's right. Mm -hmm. And why would I do that? Mm -hmm. Why would I put myself through it? Because Betsy, the, one of the first, your one of your favorite scriptures, and I know you well enough that creating me a clean yeah. heart, oh God, the heart is so important to you. And everyone's heart because you, you just, you love big, you know, and I knew you got to protect your heart, you know, yeah. Yeah. and I wasn't, and I needed to yeah. be called out on that. And I'm beyond thankful for you mm -hmm. because the short amount of time that we've been around each other, mm -hmm. it's been the kind of friendship in the, in the trenches. Mm -hmm. And those are the kind of friendships that everyone needs, but God sure knew I needed it. Yeah. I mean, when I moved here. I was ready to start something new mm -hmm. and, um, and you, and, and you did, and I did, and you were yeah. on, you're on the praise team and whoever, you know, and I would never have thought I would do that. Yeah. I hid in my closet to do my audition tape. Yeah. I mean, that's how, and then here's how the thing. I heard, I heard the audition tape and I was like, where is she? And she needs to be on this team. An amazing alto voice. Thank you. Wonderful. Her ear on point man it's it's just so good so and it it you know it takes like lee said and i know it's gonna be hard for you to take this compliment but i really want you to take it to heart because all i'm hearing all we're hearing tonight is how courageous you are mm -hmm. how so many times you've just i'm gonna go for it you know or i'm gonna do this and i know 
that you within yourself don't think you're courageous. But I know the God who you serve and the Jesus who you serve. And he gives you the strength to be create, you know, courageous. And what an example that is, you know, to me and, and everything. So, um, going on. So that night, so that was a a camp event and he was there and, you know, and so when you you chose not to go, when you told me that I said, Mm -hmm. I thought, okay, God, I have to listen Mm -hmm. and I have to have a heart. Like you said, that is good. Mm -hmm. Do what is good. Do what is right. And so I was driving down the road. Is it okay to yeah. tell that story? Yeah. So I'm driving down the road. And I'm actually crying my eyes out. Because I'm angry. Yeah. Yeah. I'm hurt. I kind of go back to that. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be stuck there. The same pattern. Right. So right. I'm thinking, crap, she's right. You know, I've got to do this. And I'm praying and asking God, just, just help me. Yeah. Help me see what's right. Help me do what's right. And help me get through myself and forgive. Because if I don't forgive, I won't be forgiven. So help me have that. Because that is a heart that's as as hard as you get if you can't do that. Mm -hmm. So I'm driving. And I see this homeless person pushing a cart Mm. on the street. And And it was hot. And it was 99 degrees on my car thing. Mm -hmm. And I thought... Wow. And kept crying and kept crying. And I look back in my rearview mirror and I hear in my head, whatever you do to the least of these, you've done to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought, who? I've been angry. Yeah. I've been mad. And I don't want to do that to anybody. Right. I sure don't want to do it to you after all the mercy and grace you've given right. me. <laughs> That's right. So I turned around, went to McDonald's and got a drink. And then I had to chase her down because I couldn't find her. <laughs> she was booking it, man. <laughs> she was moving fast. So I, I went up to her and gave it to her. Her face was purple. I thought mm. she was going to have a heart attack or stroke. I was so worried about her, and she was so gracious. She mm. said, thank you so much. That's, yeah. I really appreciate that. And I thought, you have no idea. Mm-hmm. You just opened my heart, Yeah. Mm. and he's showing me. Yeah. <laughs> and so I drove What's off. What's most important. Yeah. And and it's other people. Yes. Quit thinking about yourself. Yes. And you know my yeah. grandmother, who I already told you how much I love her. She said there are two things in this world that matter: mm-hmm. what you do to people and what you do for people. Yeah. And that went through my head, and I thought, okay, I get it. Mm-hmm. This is not about me. Right. This is about you and serving you. Right. And doing the and things that you have called us moment. to do. Not wasting a minute. Yeah. And yeah, what does that hurt? That right. just and it just hurts me, and right. I don't, and it would hurt my kids. I don't want to hurt my kids worse more than anything in the world. So, I want to be who they look to and go. Mom has a good heart. I want to I want to emulate that because I want to be a Christ follower. You know something you said about forgiveness. It's not that you won't be forgiven; it's that it affects your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If we don't forgive others who hurt us, it will harden the heart. And then you don't see and you're not aware of the goodness of God and his favor that it talks about throughout scripture. You will not see his favor, right? And so that's what he wants is that moldable heart. And so you can see his forgiveness and accept the forgiveness, right? So, yeah. And that all goes back to your favorite scripture, too. Mm, Yes. That you talked about in the beginning um, and how you want that clean heart. Mm -hmm. And so... Like that's awesome how that God yeah. connects that and brings that all together. Right. And he the good works. Stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yes. And the good works, you know, that that's important and you do it from a clean heart and a pure heart mm-hmm. um, that just wants to love on people. But that's, I want to point that out about forgiveness. We forgive so that our heart remains moldable. Yeah. So we are aware of his goodness and favor on us and his forgiveness. Because if we, if we don't realize his forgiveness for us, then how can we extend it? And then we just become hard and we can't extend his love, grace, and mercy. So we are forgiven, right? And so I just, I love that you you took it to heart, you changed and you went and you loved on someone, a total stranger. Mm-hmm. And I don't believe that things like that happen by chance. No, I believe she was placed at that perfect time and he was going, here you go, daughter. <laughs> here you go. And, go and, love. Go, it, go. 
go serve me. And right? it kept on and kept on. I was yes. like, I have to turn That's around. Spirit. If, I, if I do not listen to the spirit, yes. that will, that is not the kind of heart. I don't, I don't Mm-mm. want that kind of heart. Mm-mm. I have to listen. Right. So I turned around and, and I'm so thankful for that. Yeah. But it happens through friends too. It happens yeah. through so many avenues and I'm so grateful it's for It's a beautiful, that. it's a beautiful oh. thing. And so, um, I, can yeah. I ask this? What did that do for you? You said that you were driving and you were crying and you were angry and all that. Whenever you did that, what did that do to that anger and that hurt? It was gone. Mm-hmm. Isn't that something? It was gone. I mean, he's so good. And I told mm-hmm. him that. I said, God, you're so good. Yes, you know amazing. exactly what we, need, what we need just when we need it. Right. And you place it there. Right. It's still our choice. Right. Right. And it's how awesome that you listened and did. Because yeah. you could have probably still been angry about all of that. Mm-hmm. But you listened and did. And you, you went immediately. And I and, love, and we it. have, we say this on here all the time. We have a pursuing God who mm-hmm. pursues our hearts. Yeah. And he wants our hearts to be moldable and soft mm-hmm. and kind. Because that's the only way, you know. Because he's, he's soft and he's love and, you know, and yeah. something that we can taste and is tangible you know i'm so thankful for that because there was a time that my heart was getting hard Mm and because of hurt and whatever but i just have to give that over and and that's another thing that's another thing is that you know i met you and your heart was it was it was rough right and you had opened up and shared and and i remember being a little stern but i remember cognitively hearing the spirit say step back let her you know let her navigate this be there for her when she wants to call and talk and i encouraged you to talk and then you yeah remember the first time you said i don't know why i'm telling you all this but i just feel safe and you know imagine that she encouraged someone to talk i'm like i don't know and i haven't told a soul right that's your story to tell okay okay but it's it's very very important that you know be that safe and i'm telling the listener be that safe place for someone just listen to them listen not only with your ears but your body turn to them yeah you know face them and just Mm-hmm. You know, don't don't try to fix anything that don't, you know, that's right. Be empathetic. Yeah, be very be present with them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Be very present. I'm a, very present. I tend to be a fix-it box, so I'm trying, I, I try to work on that myself, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Just listen. Yeah. You know, when you were talking about the things that people had said to you about Seth, my, my sister kind of went mm-hmm. through that same thing. Her husband was killed in a car wreck when yes. she was young and she was pregnant. People said all kinds of things, and you think, oh, my goodness. And my mom would say... Some people think the world is devoid of words. They need to fill it. Mm. And don't yes. be one of those people. Just yes. listen. And she's the best listener. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and so that's, that's that's one, you know, God doesn't do a lot of talking. Mm-hmm. He does a lot of listening. Yeah. And he's a great listener, right? And we need to emulate that. We need to emulate Jesus. Jesus did a lot of listening, even when they were going at him. He did a lot of listening. <laughs> Very few words, you know, um, from who we model you know in this life i want to ask you one thing last thing what do you love most about jesus oh wow um (laughs) grace and mercy yeah and just because i need it so much Mm -hmm. and I, i think i love the fact that not um not really talking about the Holy Spirit a lot growing up. Yeah. Now we talk no, about the yeah. Holy Spirit. We didn't. Given and the now we're on, and, yeah. and him, him saying there's going to be someone mm-hmm. coming after me. Yeah. Um, but that he just loves. I mean, the whole mm-hmm. hanging on the cross. So when I do communion, um, yeah. Passion of the Christ, after watching that, mm-hmm. communion took on a whole different mm-hmm. kind of aspect with me because of, of the scene of him um, being beaten. Yeah. And he has his head turned and he sees the sandals Mm. and it goes back to him washing their feet. Yeah. And I mean, that just, that is so huge to me in my head because I just think no matter what, he always has mercy, always has grace and I need it. Right. And it's hard to comprehend, Mm -hmm. but I'm just so thankful that, yeah. Something I always, I, I, if you're my friend or you've 
my family, I always <laughs> say, I need you to extend a lot of grace and mercy, especially towards the end. I was like, because I'm going to hurt. When I get hurt, I'm going to want to hurt. I don't want to do that, but I need the grace and mercy and understanding. Just let me, Stacy knows, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, um, I'll navigate through it. And um, so thank you for navigating through it with us tonight and um, sharing just a little bit of your story. Yeah. There's so much more and so much more to Betsy, um, my friend and um, but thank you. We Thanks. appreciate you. Thanks for inviting me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.